How do you expect to change the world if you don't change yourself? For you to see a change in other people, for you to see a change in other men, as you said, you need the accountability. You need to be responsible for the actions that you're upholding. Because if you're willing to say to this guy, ah, oh, don't do that to that woman, but you're doing the same thing, how be you're not any better than he is. Than he is. Than he is. Than he is. This is Talking to My Friends. Welcome to Talking to My Thoughts, the podcast where we have open, honest, and raw conversations with a twist. We bring a unique perspective on our thoughts by literally pre recording the things on our mind before talking about them with the group. We do this because we believe before you can be open with others, you must first be open with yourself. Stay up to date with all our content by following us on our socials at Talking to My Thoughts and make sure you guys listen till the end to hear our responses to some of your thought provoking questions. My name is Craig, aka Mr. Positive. I'm a cheesy motivator with a solution background, big dreams, and a passion for helping others find and maintain their peace. Yeah, and I'm Simon, aka SJ, proud solution, a proud father of two, and a content creator, and a whole bunch of other stuff, which is we'll be here all day if I list them out. <laughs> <laughs> and we are thankfully here to be joined by two other guests as well. Um, please introduce yourself. Let's start with you, Denzel. My name is Denzel. If that's what we're doing, I'm a proud St. Lucian too, you know. <laughs> um, I'm a, a filmmaker uh, and everything visual. So, yeah, me. Perfect, perfect. And Ryan, please um, introduce yourself. I'm Ryan or Maka, if you want to call it. I'm a PT, a fitness enthusiast and a creative. So, just here for the vibes, you know. I love this, love these conversations. So before we jump into the conversation, we would like to give our listeners an opportunity to get to know our guests a little bit better and start on the front foot by asking some questions to open up the conversation. So I'm going to start with Denzel. If your life expectancy was 500 years old, how would you change your life? Ross. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Ross. Um, how would I change my life? Uh, that is a mad question. Poor. Um, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll just slow down a bit more. Obviously, taking taking this year aside, twenty twenty, um, was pretty much moving at breakneck speed with everything I was trying to do. Um, trying to accomplish as much as possible in as short as time as possible. Um, which also doesn't allow you to I guess be present in some things because you're always thinking in the future what's the next thing what's the next thing what's the next thing so I think for me I'd I'd try and enjoy the moment a little bit more and realize that rah like and has so long to go there's so much time so there's no rush there's no rush and um just save it every day and I guess appreciate the smaller things a bit more so yeah that's I think I think I'll do I won't make it too confusing, Ryan. You cannot. Uh, yeah, you that's that one. Um, same as Denzel, really. I'll just slow the process down. I wouldn't rush a lot of things. The things that I really care about, I'll take time with a lot more. So this is where I can actually make time for family and the members a lot more. And I feel like I'll just probably give my time to people that I don't get to see often. Mm. 
So like just like like as Denzel said, just slowing everything down, giving myself more time. As I said, five hundred years is a lot of time. <laughs> it's a lot of time, in it so yeah, just trying to make sure things are done correctly. Sure. All right, we won't get that's not our topic for today. So <laughs> today's topic um, is quite a sensitive topic, actually, and one that we I wanted to bring the right kind of people to have the conversation with about it um so today's topic is how men can protect women before we kind of get into the topic as to the, the specifics and why we chose it at this time uh, point in time um i would like to ask what does it mean to each one of you lot first uh for when you hear men protecting women what do you think it means uh, i guess simon you can start from there oh He's throwing me in at the deep end, boy. <laughs> oh, my days. I don't know. The first thing, I'll try and break it down later on, but I guess the first thing that I think in my mind is entitlement. Okay. What about you, Ryan? That's an interesting one. Um, entitled one through me, so you're going to have to break that down for me properly. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. When people say protect, I feel like, people just feel like guarding and I don't feel like that is what it is. I feel like mental state as well is a big thing. Protecting our women mentally for me is a big thing. Okay. Denzel? Um, I'd say, listen, listen, I don't feel like you can <clears throat> protect anyone if you're not listening um, and you're not um, paying attention to the, to what they're saying. Sometimes it's between the lines and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's actually just listening. Um, so, you know, yeah, we'll go into it. Yeah, there you are. Uh, for me, um, was actually the word was royalty. And I like that because I remember reading it in a book where they said, if your best friend was um, royalty, like a king or a queen, mm -hmm. how would you treat them differently? And then it was converted into, well, let's say that you are that friend, you are that person who is royalty, then you treat them that way. So when I then think about women, I'd think, well, if we simply just saw them as queens um, and ourselves as kings, there'll be so much, so many things that we'll do differently or see differently or say differently as well. So royalty is my key word in that part. So let's kick off uh, this topic and get a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. um, the reason why this topic was particularly chosen was due, uh, due to the recent incidents. Um, and in particular, what was happened is when stuff like this of women being unsafe occurs, everybody's like, what could, they, could, what could women have done to make themselves safer? Mm. It need it be a better way to alert people, telling your friends where you are, staying indoors, dressing properly to the point where there's so many, the list is so long, it might as well just say you just don't mm. be a woman at this point. So I thought, and me, both me and Simon thought it was just a great time for us to pick a topic where we would say, how can men change the narrative? So we'll, we'll kind of get into that. That's where we'll head mm. in uh, for all the guests to understand um, and for all the audience to know as well. Um, and we'll kick off the usual, where we usually kick off um, with a voice note um, a voice recording, uh, which is done. Uh, I'll do mine first, and then we'll go from there. So let's kick off. 
how men can protect women. Um, this topic pretty much recently come up because of the, the news um, of the woman who was, um, her life was taken, um, supposedly by another man. Um, and it was a really, it's a really hard topic to talk about, but you know what, it's a harder thing to live through for women because this is something that they just have to always be scared of all the time um so it's the least that we can do to really talk about it and for me um there is always this these, these the news and other people saying oh women should do this and women should avoid doing this and women should avoid doing this and the list goes on and it's a bit ridiculous because the the main issue really originates from men having a lack of self-control is how i see it um how did we contribute as men? Uh, we condone things from things that we don't say. We sometimes even encourage it. And sometimes we feed into it as well. It be by some other platform. It's just... It's a, it's, a, it's a tough thing to think about because you could go, I could probably go back to all the way to school times of different um, maybe social groups that are, that are not necessarily in the best position. I don't even know how to say this properly. Back in school days, there was times when people, uh, women are just objectified. Um, that's that's the simple as as soon as hormones start to kick in people are objectified and I think this is a massive origin as to where things can kick off I know both men and women are objectified but men are, um, have a kind of a, a dominance to the way they've done things so for me the the origin starts from how we treated it in social groups what did we allow people to say how they want to see women how they might want to use women etc and this then grows into an adult age where it gets very very severe why again because of men just feeling too entitled to wanting to i don't know relieve their pleasure um or finding a way to to grow their ego or just just not healthy ways to treat another human being that's as simple as it is it's another human being and we keep Unfortunately, as they class it, it's a man's world and other men keep telling women what to do to avoid them basically being assaulted or raped or harassed. And that's ridiculous because the ones doing the raping and the harassing and the assaulting are men. So they should be taught self-control. For me, I, don't, I haven't experienced... I, I will explore a bit more about how I've maybe felt that I've contributed but I've always tried to find a way to protect women if I've seen something in a, in a social context neither being a dance hall and a, a man's been a bit too forceful or um, a dance hall where a man doesn't want uh, a woman doesn't want to be talked at I haven't done being forceful with a woman before myself or even forced them to um, I don't know like if I'm if they if no is no <laughs> just the end goal of it no is no um, and I think this isn't translated across to men very much so it's something that I really want to talk about 
um, in, in full. Yeah, it's a tough topic. So it's a tough topic, but I, I haven't, to me, no is no. And I don't need to express my ego too, too much further than that. One, I, I just hope you don't mind me just jumping in real quick. Um, I wanted to put a question to everyone, uh, everyone on this panel right now. Why do you think society uh, tells women to make all these changes as opposed to going directly to the source of the problem? Like, why, why is it always, oh, um, make sure you pretend to be on the phone, make sure you walk in a, a well-lit road, um, and the countless other protective uh, situations that they have to perform so that just in order for them to feel safe. Why, why is it, why are they not targeting, why is there no targeting men? Like I can answer that. Yeah, <clears throat> go for it. Because for one, a lot of what we decide to do in society is actually dictated by men in the first place. Oh. And the second thing is, it's the easy route. If there's a problem, you don't want to look within yourself. You think, okay, the problem is, is exterior. How do we tackle the problem exteriorly rather than internally? So I think that's where the solution needs to come from. It's where we need to start looking within ourselves rather than pointing the finger. It's a blame game, isn't it? If there's a problem with women, we say, well, women are the solution. Mm. They've got the problem. They need to fix it. They need to handle it. Mm. And I think that's where I've, I kind of have a little bit of an issue with, not even an issue, but a bit of a disagreement in terms of the topic that we're talking about where we say protecting our women because it seems like it's not, I, I, I don't want to stumble on my words, but it's like, like the best defense is a good offense. It's about mm -hmm. attacking the problem, not just protecting someone from the issue. It's not about, mm -hmm. well, women have a problem. Let's protect them from that. I don't agree that we should be necessarily protecting our problem our women because we need to be attacking what is what we're protecting them from in the first place which is us so rather than saying let's just protect them from men how about we attack the men that's giving us the problem in the first place or giving them the problem but then the question is why... how do you attack the men that are doing it like yeah, let's, be right. real. let's be real if we were right. if we really wanted to dive into that we there's no way of I think I think okay the, I think the easiest answer to say that the, the the answer I would say to that is how do you expect to change the world if you don't change yourself mm -hmm. accountability for you to see a change in other people for you to see a change in other men as you said you need the accountability you need yeah. to be responsible for the actions that you're upholding yeah. because if you're willing to say to this guy ah oh, don't do that to that woman but you're doing the same thing how you're not any better than he is so if we all take a responsibility and accountability to say, I'm going to make a change, I'm going to make a difference. And if everybody does that, then we will all make that change together. What you said, Simon, is correct. Point the finger is way easier. But one of what we're not realizing, it is actually psychologically rooted in majority of men. That's how bad it is right now. It is psychologically rooted into men as to how they treat women. To the point where men who maybe started in school of objectifying women as hormones kicked in yeah. who then go into rape and murder is a dramatically different is is a, a deep-rooted issue to the point where they don't even see the problem to the point where when if if they had to be looked at their actions 
and they say like they objectify a woman, they will almost be like, well, obviously, that's my role. That's how mm. that's how deep rooted it is. So when we think about attack, I think the real the real thing is education. Educating a person on what they are unaware of. And then when they are aware, then they now have a choice to control it. And it's weird because on the other side of this, some people are listening thinking, how are men not aware? Like it's obvious. I'm like, you would be surprised how things, how how our psychology and our mental works to the point where you'll be like completely unaware of certain things that happen. They say, wait, right and wrong is black and white, but it's not black and white, is it? Mm. So one of the things I, I would definitely like to say is school doesn't feel very far from where we are as an adult, does it? Like when we came up from school, we just fell into the real world. Yeah. But there was no in-between as to how do you navigate yourself better? Or how does it look like when you're actually free to be as, as you are? Yeah. It's, not cute. it's not cool in school anymore when you used to holler. Like there's a group of men that used to holler at women before um, or they were maybe a bit like they used to grab their hand when they're walking past. That was like, it's just a joke, right? Back then. No, but yeah. now, if you was an adult, when did you transition to know that wasn't cool to do that? And that is seen as almost assault today as an adult. If you're over 18, that can be arrested. Uh, that's, that's an arrestable offense. Yeah, but we wasn't educated at all like that. Like there's so many things we still don't know. There's so many things that we're just now getting our eyes open to because of things like social media, which is allowing information to be transmitted so quickly. Like mm -hmm. the whole thing about the Black Lives Matter movement, like you could speak to a lot of white people who are ignorant on, on that as well. And it's only now because they're starting to get educated and they're starting to see from our perspective, things are starting to change. And it's the same thing with, with the situation that we're talking about now. We just need, we need to have our eyes open to a lot of, a lot of issues. And it's unfortunate that a lot of people have to go through so much pain before we start seeing those things change. Like, uh, it has to take something drastic where someone gets killed for us to turn it around and suddenly um, be like, how do we fix this? I think the truth is somewhere in between both of what you said. I feel like mm. attack and educate. Because I feel like, I think one without the other will result in, in the same issue. I think... There's far too many people getting away with what they're doing, um, and are quick to we're quick to turn around on the women and say, "But you know, like it reminds me of the whole um, the whole racist uh, BLM movement where when people speak up about racism, there's there was always a but or oh, but should, what what did he say or what did he do? And that's what they're doing with the whole women, and and it's turning it back on them. They were, before they even get to the courts of prosecution, no one even takes it seriously. It's always a Oh, but what was she wearing? Yeah, oh, but, that's always like, a one. Do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like it. We, we need to take it more seriously. And by doing that, I feel like we need to do a bit of both. We need to educate, especially people coming up through the schools um, and, and the youth that are coming up and going to be our age one day. We need to educate in that sense. Um, but also the people who are already out of school, the people who are already on the streets, the people who are already actively committing these crimes day in, day out. Because um, they're... they're that you will find with these kind of crimes, they're um, very uh, repeatable. Like, there's hardly anyone, any any girl that will tell you, oh, it was only me. Like, the guy, she may talk to other women and it's like, yeah, he's he's known for this, he's done this. So they're, they're repeat offences. So we need to attack the situation when, when it comes to the justice system and all that and kind of mm -hmm. stuff to say, we, we don't stand for it. 
Um, but also we do need to educate the, the youth coming through as well. Um, I feel like you know what I feel like a, a lot of guys now. The reason why we're having, I feel like a reason why a lot of guys are having a hard time dealing with this because they know this is going to involve a lot of their male friends. Mm-hmm. And we are not ready for that kind of conversation. I don't feel like a lot of men are ready for that kind of conversation when it comes to how to protect women. Because I see comments and guys are like, but what do you mean? That like, same thing what Denzel said, what was she wearing? Da, 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 da. Like she probably asked for it. And it's like, how, how do you, how, how you ask for that? How do you mm-hmm. ask for a man to touch you because your, your skirt is probably an inch above your kneecap? Please enlighten me where it says touch me. Like you shouldn't have to feel a way about wearing an item of clothing. Like you shouldn't have to, especially in this day and age. I don't feel like it is a problem. It's everywhere. Social media shows it and then we see it. So what is the issue with it? Like that's where that's and that's why I guess I can elaborate on my word that I brought up about entitlement. It wasn't necessarily about saying we are entitled to do those things yeah. is that we're not what we think we are mm, yeah. when we talk about education education can be the attack education can be the attack it, it doesn't necessarily mean attackers in anything physical yeah. an attack can be we're attacking people with this education they need to know this knowledge they need to understand what we're saying to them and we're going to go forcefully to make sure they're educated on what is going on the problem that we have there, to be fair there's so many problems there's so many different elements and aspects to what we can say contributed to our mentality. I'm not even going to say certain men because I'm sure at one point or another, we've all felt a sense of entitlement with women. Mm-hmm. So I will take responsibility for that mm-hmm. as well. Those, those things and the kind of the circles that we're around and the things that we consume, whether it's through social media, whether it's through, through like the, the particular women that we interact with, mm-hmm. think, well, if this woman is one way, that means all women are that way. Like, and it's not even a disrespect to that particular woman someone one woman might be quite promiscuous and they might be quite flirtatious or whatever but just because you think okay you've got an entitlement to touch her or whatever and she allows you to do that and she's given you permission to do that i'm not mm. whatever reason i don't know the woman but just because one person does it what makes you think that all of the women can do that you can do that, mm-hmm. that no that's not how it works yeah everyone's their own individual so that's where the education needs to come into play stop thinking that you can do what you want, when you want, how you want, just because you're a man. One woman's allowed you to do it, therefore you can do it to everybody. Because if someone did that to you, you would have a problem with it. You know, I, I love the fact I love the fact that you said um, before we can tackle this problem, we need to look within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that obviously goes back to accountability. One of the key things about the, of, of talking to my thoughts is the fact that we are not necessarily conceptualizing outside. We are actually bringing it inside. So the four of us are going to explore how we've done it. Now, this is going to be the hard part. So now it starts the education. Mm-hmm. I'm going to speak for three different things, sexual harassment, assault, and rape culture. Three very, very key ones. Mm-hmm. So sexual harassment is unwanted behavior of a sexual nature, which violates your dignity, makes you feel intimidated, degraded or humiliated creates a hostile or offensive environment. That's sexual harassment. Sexual assault is an act in which a person is intentionally sexually um, touches another person without that person's consent or causes or physically or forces a person to engage in a sexual act against their will. And then the third one is rape culture. Very, this one, listen closely. Rape culture is a sociological concept for a setting in which rape is pervasive and normalized due to 
societal attitudes about gender and sexuality. Now, this doesn't sound much like us, right? Because mm-hmm. you probably think maybe it's countries like where they have really, really bad um, rape <clears throat> culture. But hear this part. Behaviors commonly associated with victim blaming, slut shaming, sexual objectification, trivializing rape, denial of widespread rape, refusing to acknowledge the harm caused by sexual violence or some combination of these. That's now that part is mad. I was like, from the time it did the objectification. Mm. You already knew what time it was going Now I'm going to speak my part first. But before we get to, when we get to yours, Denzel, we'll give you your voice note and we'll go from there. For my part first, objectification. And that goes in many forms. So let's let the audience really take this in. Everybody listen very closely, especially for men. Objectification is simple as being able to just see a woman and not acknowledge her as a human being, but simply see her as boobs, butt, and good legs, for example. As simple as that. Mm-hmm. That is simply liking, sharing, Bluetoothing your pictures back in the day, having news and sharing it with your boys. Um, Sharing videos all around where we back in the day was like in back in the day, they used to have like McDonald's videos where people only had Bluetooth, they were just sharing people. Do- <laughs> this is objectification, it's, it's mad, right? Yeah, this is objectification. Mm. A man screenshotting a woman's picture, sending it to you, and you giving a rating and not mm. asking what she's what the person's like. Mm. A man pointing on the side of the uh, of uh, in a a dance hall says, "Oh, she looked good." And then he says a comment, which isn't just that she looks good; that he's always trying to get that, grab that, or objectification. And grab that is also what he intends to do, which is sexual harassment. Mm. And then you say, "Let me know how it goes." <laughs> <laughs> this is mad. No, now we go there. Yeah, now we yeah, break it down. That's mad. <laughs> um, at work, if work banter with other men, man them talking about certain women and they like the most objectification, sharing, um, the the like the ins and outs of you and the woman that you didn't. That's not your. Even if it's your wife or not, your wife or just that you had sex with the person would be. Uh, sexual harassment is an unwanted behavior of a sexual nature which violates your dignity. <laughs> and I, I ask something. Basically, what this is saying is not saying, like, without being an idiot, it's basically saying men can't really say much. Like, like there's levels to what you can and class as a comment. Mm. Yeah? Now, I'm not saying I believe that we need to cut it away entirely. But there is a massive imbalance of elevating a woman (laughs) versus objectifying her. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, yes, we have eyes. Women have eyes. We have a sexual arousement too about women. We will see before we hear. That's not not like you're going to see her and you're going to see her and say, I wonder what job she does, man. Really <laughs> you're gonna see her before you hear her mm-hmm. but the imbalance is dramatic of really listening to what a woman is about what they are as a human being and that's where i believe the problem is we're going to make the comments that's natural when you're in the club you ain't got time to be 
getting a whole mm. book out. What's your personality like before I get this dance with you? Mm. It's not like that's. Let's be real. Mm. But when you do suddenly get into the conversations with deep conversations with your boy, or deep conversations with um, a woman, you should start looking beyond the objectification because I believe there's a you're feeding something inside of you. Um, uh, what men think by Devon Franklin. He had a book where he says that you're basically. <laughs> no, I told you about that one. Before, right? <laughs> it's called. It's called feeding the dog. The dog in men, mm. which is uh, a lust for power, sex, uh, recognition, ego, all the stuff like that. And like a dog, if you do not train it, it can bite people, it can attack you, it can run wild. wild. But if you hold a leash and you train it and tame it, you won't have this same issue. And I think there's a lack of taming. Go ahead, Satsa. You said something key there, and I want to just reiterate and emphasize that point, is that when you said it's not about eradicating it, because as you said, we're all, even women, are going to have a sexual attraction. We as men feel the entitlement and have the power to enforce beyond that. Mm. So it's difference between having a sexual attraction and just looking at a woman and saying, oh, she looks nice, you know, boy, mm. you know what I'm saying? And then there's a difference between that and going up to them and slapping their ass. Women can look at men and be like, he's hot, you know, damn. Mm. She ain't going over to the man and smacking his ass. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? I think it's to be clear is that when we're thinking about objectification or having that mentality of having an attraction and seeing them before, as you said, thinking about them as a person, in certain respects, it's almost human to feel like that because you're going to have an attraction to people, but it's what you do beyond that. Yeah, no, you're right. It's the, it's the act upon the, the thought, basically. Um, let's get into it before we get, <laughs> we get too deep in it. Uh, while everyone thinks, um, Denzel, you want to, Bring up your voice note. So this is the second part uh, where Denzel have his thoughts about this particular topic, and then we will explore it from there. So we need to unpack this. What women are going through at the moment. I mean, scrap that, not even at the moment. What women have always gone through needs to be unpacked, needs to be spoken about. I think the easiest thing to do is say I'm a man, oh, you know, I'm not really qualified to talk on this topic. And while, while there's a level of truth in that, while we can never sort of understand it from a woman's perspective, while we'll never have to walk in a woman's shoes, I feel like it's our duty to do better and to educate ourselves and to have the conversation and not shy away from it because at the end of the day, it's our species that are the ones that are committing these heinous crimes. You know? um, it's for us to fix, ultimately, it's for us to check people around us. You know, people dropping snide comments in jest. <clears throat> Maybe you, you've never thought of it. Maybe you've, you've heard it. Your boy make a kind of a sly comment that's on the edge, but you thought, oh, he's not gonna do that. Or he's not like that, I know him. Boy, I think all that has to stop now. If you ever hear any of your man them any of them, that needs to be, you know, shut down quick. But this is a deeper topic that we need to unpack. I need to educate myself, others around me. 
and walk with a level of awareness that maybe I never had before. Yeah, we need some patterns. We need some patterns. We need some patterns. We need some patterns. It's actually mad. It's actually, I feel like we can be here like for eight, hours yeah. and, and still have so much more that we have to tackle. Um, trying to unpack it is is difficult, but as with anything yeah. that's important, it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. If it was easy, it would have been done by now, isn't it? Um, I'll hold my hands up and say, in the past, I have been responsible for those actions. Like, even just the examples that Craig was throwing out, and he was like, okay, this is what this means, this is what that means. I was like, raw. <laughs> that was me, you know, just slightly. That was If we just ignore this, have a quick conversation and be like, all right, cool, move on, ignore it. Unfortunately, the, the circumstances and the things that have been happening as of recent, they ain't going to stop. So, Denzel, one thing that you brought up is about, you said, okay, I need to educate myself, but not just myself, the people around me as well. Mm. That's the important thing about how we're going to tackle this and how we're going to attack it with education. When you see something, open up your mouth, man. Mm. You need to be able to put, put your foot down and be like, bro, we need to talk because that, that's not, that ain't how you should be moving. Mm. It's not even a case of just saying, you know what, because you've done that, I'm going to cut you off. It's like, because then you're still not educating them. Yeah. They still ain't learning. It's easy for you to say, you know what, I ain't even moving with him because he's like this. But that ain't changing him. And then, go, like, for who, all we know, he could be doing the same thing with a couple of other brethren, or he could have a son, be teaching his son the same thing. How are we going to change the narrative if we're not, as I said, tackling and attacking the issue with education? We need to pull it up, man. Quickly, um, just to jump in there. Craig, could you could you talk a little bit about um, what we spoke about on the phone uh, maybe a, a week ago when you were talking about men's privilege? I'll pull it up so everyone could understand. In recent days, I'm hearing about how sexual harassment is not reported in the office because it's unlikely to be heard or even worse, is turned on its head and becomes a woman's problem. I've read about how another woman was sexually abused on the same evening in the same park as Sarah, but she wasn't going to report it because what would, it, what would be done? I'm ashamed to say how naive I've been as to how unsafe women feel in the world we live in. I also can't sit here and deny my privilege. I haven't suffered like women do because of men. I can't put myself into the same, into the pain and fear women experience without justice ever being served. What I hope I can do is be on board for positive change. <clears throat> so why uh, Denzel pulled that one up in particular was he used the word privilege. When I talk about privilege, it's usually in regards to white privilege. And that's the yeah. typical thing that's been going, especially in the last year around racism. Um, and I know men have privilege in the world, especially in the economic world around jobs and salaries and promotions and good and stuff like that. But I've never really worried too much about women on that part because I feel like women have been finding their way to find their own, creating their own business, their ministerial entrepreneurs. But he used privilege in the context of just living. Like, just think about this. The sexual, like, a person being sexually harassed or not is the difference between a woman dying or not, if it's just a bad day or a bad person or etc. 
He used privilege in the world of just living, just being on the earth. And what that hit me. Why did it hit me? I've never associated myself with privilege in the sense of living. Because as an adult, I don't have a problem with another man coming up to me and potentially going to stab me. Like that's the, the, the odds of that is super low now. But a woman has increased their odds that now that they're older and they look more grown, they're more likely to get sexually harassed. Mm. And if anything, other boys who maybe were in different areas that didn't have so much crime, etc., they maybe didn't experience any of this approaching of being stabbed or getting mugged or anything like that, especially if you wasn't in our area. Mm. I feel like, and I was saying this the other day to my cousin, like when we were younger, like younger, younger, think about it. We used to watch Disney films and want to like be a king and protect our princesses, like be a king. We wanted to be that. And you could see that, like I used to watch my nephews as I was growing up, like holding like their cousin's hands and all these things. It was done naturally. As we've got older, that has just disappeared because as parents, we're not educating those small things for us to carry going forward. It's just got worse and worse and worse. Something that small you don't realise can have such an impact. And it has done because as we've got older, we're not as emotional as we've got older. When we were kids, look how emotional we was. We, we would have probably got upset from watching Lion King. We got removed from all those kind of things. And I feel like as men, when it comes to dealing with women, the privilege that we have that we don't care mentality where we can wave it off because there's always another fish in the pond, that has to stop. And I feel like once we can get rid of like that whole, there's always someone better out there and, oh, she treats you like that, let's do them equal. Like we as men are really backwards in that way of thinking as well. Like that privilege thing actually hit home for me very, very hard because I didn't realise how much privilege I had until Craig said that. Yeah. Now, um, the privilege, the reason why I, I poked at it is because just like you, Ryan, um, when Craig said it to me on the phone, like five days ago or something, I was like, oh yeah. Because I never, ever, ever as a, associated myself as when I was a youth, um, especially as, and I think this is very cultural and, and uh, because as you said, we're all uh, four black men uh, growing up in a certain part of London where a lot of crime took place. And so all you would see pretty much on the news um, week in week out was oh, another black boy stabbed, another black boy robbed, another black boy mugged for his phone, another like so. In my in my mind, you know, stepping out as a as a as a young man and a young black man at that was dangerous. It was like we we were the, in in my mind we were the endangered species. We were the ones that were you know we constantly see across the news all kinds of mothers grieving and all this kind of stuff. And and I'm mm. sure all of your mums or parents at some point is being like, be careful, you know, don't go there. Mm. Don't stay out too late. Don't do this. But I was never really hearing the narrative about what women were going through, you know, at the same time. And as I said to Craig on the phone, I said, you know, what's, you know what's mad? Like, it's not that they weren't going through it. We just never knew. Women were protecting themselves all along, but we never... We were never aware of this. And so now that we have a, a level of awareness, and this is crazy. Like when Craig said it to me, it's crazy because man's a big man now. Mm. Like, and I never gave it a second of thought that at that age, 
actually, what was going on with women? Like, how many yeah. of them were, and, and, and I'm sure a lot of us have, like, female friends now that we can, we've spoken to, and we've maybe learned a bit about their experience. Bro, the amount of girls, women, that have been through sexual assault is, is astonishing. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, like, they've all got stories. I know if you work in the city, because I've worked in there before, I'm sure one of you guys have probably worked up there before, you've walked past building sites or walked around the city and see what the men are like with the women out there. Like, I yeah. fully believe that. Like, it, yeah. it didn't even make me question it. Do you know with that, so, that with, so the whistle calling again is a very different thing to, that's actually not sexual harassment, assault or rape culture, funny enough. But um, I want to pick up on this piece here because... I, again, we're not saying that when your boy sees you, like in our culture, because we don't wish, well, we don't really wish to call, I'm not a builder. <laughs> but, like in a dance, in a dance hall, when you, when you see a girl and whatever you say, so, like you're shouting out to her, that's kind of like a, that's a whistle call, basically. Cat that's not bad. That's not wrong. Cat calling, sorry. <clears throat> yeah. That's not bad. But it, the second part comes, like Simon says, it's the entitlement that if she does not take you on, says no or whatever is your reaction to that afterwards because you can cat call a woman can call your name could call you cute cheeks whatever they want to call you <laughs> <laughs> but it's the it's the reaction afterwards like let's say she let's imagine a woman like shouts at you you ignore her or you say nah and she she starts getting aggressive you're gonna be mm. like this is a what, what world is mm. it yeah i was probably in many respects, more aware of it than I would say the three of you because I've got mm -hmm. two girls. Mm -hmm. I've got two kids. Yeah, and they're I both girls. That as well. So, it's, it's such a... And the reason why I say it's such a weird thing that I kind of thought about it in one way but not in another because as we're talking about protecting our women, the moment that I had a girl, I was like... As a child, you want to protect them, but more importantly, because they're a girl, you feel a sense of you have to protect them even more. But I didn't necessarily apply that to myself. Mm. Oh. And it's only when we started talking about this that I realized I'm almost protecting them from me <laughs> and how I was, hey. which is a scary thing. Oof. That's a deep it one. is a very scary thing because even now, like my my eldest, she's going to secondary school this year, bro. Wow. Bro, when you Listen, told me that, I was, I was like, what? Just, <laughs> I was just about Listen. to ask you that as well. What age? Are you age? Listen, and I know already. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it because it's gonna get into my feelings about the boys and all sorts. But it's just like I feel as a, even just as a parent, but especially because she's a girl, I need to protect her from the things that are out there, knowing that there's been women in my life who have been affected by assault and other things in the past. It's like, and even just the things that you see on the news, the things that's happened recently, it's like, mm -mm, not my child, not my child. But at the same time, as I said, it's like, am I really thinking about how I can change that within myself as well? Bro, <laughs> the fact that it's you, because a lot of people say, oh, like what men, because we externalize to solve problems in our lives and to, to, to pass blame, we externalize. Mm -hmm. So we're like, oh, like I was thinking about my daughters and then you could have just changed it. Like now I'm thinking about how I need, how I need to educate other men to treat them nice. 
but then you literally just brought it back on yourself you just you internalized it you said i you how i would protect my daughters from men like me me mm. now that's crazy yeah but that's accountability and it's powerful that before though oh you say so i said that's the part of accountability that he took to know that he was like that before though exactly and this is for for the to 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 basically fight against or attack the entitlement in us, we need to create accountability. Mm, yeah. Um, the word, the key word to me is authority. The point is, if a man or woman believe that the person that they're speaking to is at their level or above, they would never, they wouldn't treat them with disrespect. Let's say, for example, we went into the open world as kids, right? And our employer is female or interviewer is female. Mm -hmm. There has rarely been a case that we could probably think that we was, our mind was focused solely on what we, could, what we see, what we think of that woman. We just really wanted to get that job mm -hmm. because of authority. Uh, let's take a policewoman. Even though it was not many, we have probably haven't been approached by a policewoman much. Our aunties, yeah. um, a granny, like really much older. Um, what other places women are in authority or like some type of authoritarian to us? Like a but judge or something. A, ju oh, a judge is a great one. Like if you're, especially if you're about to be in court, you ain't about to say, Ooh. hey, <laughs> them titties looking round. Like you ain't gonna say that. <laughs> you ain't gonna say that. So I, but there's something in your head. So it's, it's possible. Mm. Everybody has the control to do it, but it's the how they see the woman mm. is maybe around that. And also how you treat other people is actually a massive reflection of yourself anyway. Mm. It's two ways about it because we're looking at it about how do we protect them. And I do 100% agree on what we've discussed is, is tackling the issue head on, which is men. But there's, there's still a level of empowerment that we need to give to our women as well. Um, by not objectifying them, by allowing them to be who they want to be. I, I, I'm a heavy believer in equality, innit? I believe that a woman should be able to do whatever they want to do, just like a man should be able to do whatever they want to do. Have, they dress how they want to dress, go where they want to do, do what they want to do. I understand in reality, we don't allow that to happen, but I think that we need to start empowering them to be able to do that. And I think that's another key thing that's going to help break that cycle is educating our men, our boys, and empowering our women our young girls as well i think maybe the way we've taught we were taught empowerment in the world maybe it was all wrong because mm. the way we talk, teach women empowerment has really produced some amazing women today if the last generation <clears throat> the last generation that we've had of new mothers and daughters coming up in the world who see themselves completely different in a sense mm. and they're very expressive but men I wouldn't say we've m really traveled very far in the sense of expression. We still just try to fit ourselves into society's way of empowerment and um, ticking off the boxes. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a, we have a lot to unpack. This is going to be our whole, a whole seminar. No, I have one last question. I have one last question though. Because <clears throat> um, these all came from different social circles in a sense. How do you feel your social circle um, influenced, I guess, mistreating women? If you feel that it did, there was a link. Uh, social circle, what would my, my, I don't have social circles. I had black, I had black well, men, that's it. 
I was in I was in different <laughs> things. There's there's like uh friend, friend groups, friend groups. You could just say yes. Yeah, so groups, sport sport groups, gym groups. Um, uh, I guess I guess well because I know you, Denzel. It would be dance groups. Simon would be MCers. You was you used to MC before. So artists. Every each one of those fields, uh, when you rise to the top of them, there comes a level of empowerment just by being good at them or good in your field. Because a lot of people, what you hear on the come up, on the journey of the come up in many different, uh, I guess, fields, whether you're doing uh, music, whether you're doing um, uh, performing arts, whether you're doing whatever you're doing, it's all a case of head down, make your money, and the women will come. You know, it's always it's it's always about the women will come because of the money, and at the end of the day, that all leads back into exactly what um what Craig was saying about empowerment and how we teach it. So if we're t- telling youngers and we're telling you know like people that are younger than us or little cousins or brothers or and the main spearheading is saying, "Oh, get money so women so you can get women," mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we're already instilling um them as trophies. Like women are already objectified just by being trophies that they come with money. When so on that's that's crazy. On mm. that, I feel like we like to get to that level. You had there was a massive gap, and this is this is the interesting part. We faked it until we even made it. Some of us didn't make it. Like J Cole said it best. Like fake it, then I made it because yeah, we're not even at that level yet, and we're doing no. that before we even got there. Like, let's be real. We're doing that and talking about the industries that we're in. We're nobodies. Mm. You understand where I'm coming from? We're not at the top of the game and we were doing that. So imagine what their life was like. Yeah, exactly. You know what the mad thing is, though, if we've clocked it? Because Craig said we all come, was all like around different social circles, whether it's in music, dance, entertainment, sports. They're all male-dominated circles (laughs) which is why there ain't no difference between any of them Mm. there's no difference because how can it be different if they're all dominated by the same type of people what do we expect Mm. like let's be honest what do we expect you know what's interesting about this is that almost this is what's interesting yeah almost anything we think of we have to go into niche. So yeah. what I was thinking, what I was thinking, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what about, what about, I was going to say wellness, yeah? Like wellness and stuff like that. But, but that's not true. I would have to go to yoga. Like I have to go into the and niche that yo- part. Yoga's not even true either. Because it, it's all male leaders, mostly. Most of it's male. That's most crazy. Male. I didn't know that. Do you see this what I'm saying? Like, 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 me saying beauty, I was like, without sounding like an a, a, a idiot or a sexist pig, like, I can't think of anything else. Oh, man. Okay. We need to go back to empowerment. Oh, um, wait, wait. Oh, but that comes under... I was going to say... Oh, it's the same. <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> so I was going to say cosmetics, but then that comes under... Uh, cosmetics, a lot of the surgeons... Hell oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay, yeah. So, what, so, so what, what the key part about that is it's a man's driven world and... Yeah. If you're going to take care of it where it's equal for all, mm-hmm. then it should be taken care of properly um, and have respects instilled into it. Um, and if you're not going to take care of it, then you should relinquish it, which men very unlikely relinquish power. Mm. So for those kind of listening who are in these different industries, my 
if you feel that this has steered you and you want to do your part in protecting women or your daughters or your friends, even your friends, remember this, even your partner, um, then take responsibility within your own industry or the places that you have influence, which is pretty much anywhere that you step foot into. Stand up for what you believe should be right, should be said correctly, um, maybe shouldn't be condoned. Um, and even silence is still a form of acceptance. But you obviously, you choose your battles in the ways that you want to kind of talk about it. So, yeah, I guess oh, that's a rough. By the end of that conversation, I was like, wow, it's just male dominated. We really got to, it, maybe it is, Simon, it is just time to attack, just tackle the men. <laughs> because this, is, this isn't going to, if he was going to say change it by industry to industry, bro, like all the industries are run by men. You're just falling off into yeah. niches. Let's be real. Even if we looked at CEOs of most of these companies, yeah, probably men. I'm happy that we had this conversation. And I'm also happy that everyone on the panel can could look inside themselves and acknowledge how they've contributed. Because what I've also we've seen a lot of in the last two weeks, probably, um is the hashtag not me like mm. when a lot mm. of guys are just responding with kind of a, a, a very similar to the uh all lives matter response mm. to black lives matter mm. and um i think anyone who's who wants to have the conversation anyone listening like please step outside yourself because th mm. that response is so it's dismissive it's so dismissive it's so selfish and mm. And it's not about you. You get it? Like, I think every single woman knows that it's not all men. That's not the point here. Um, the point is to, because I, as we've just discovered, yeah, we're not, we're not malicious characters. Mm. We're not people that are, that are, have, you know, committed those kind of crimes. But even down to the smaller, finer uh, mental uh, objectifications and stuff like that, we're all guilty. Yeah. All of us. So I feel like, when you want to have this conversation, accept that, yeah, and accept that, and then you can go from there. Too many mm. men are reactionary about everything, and they are, our egos sort of control the narrative. Allow that, because it's not about us. It's not about us. If someone was to tell you the rape culture thing, every man will say, I'm not a part of it. Yeah, 100. Every man will say, I'm not a part of it. Oh, 100. Every man will say, I'm not a part of it. And as soon as you dig deep and like what Craig done, as soon as he started knocking certain things, everyone's face started changing with certain things that were coming up. I know guys will still say no. They, mm. oh no, I don't. And, and it's like, bro, the alpha male needs to come down and literally mm. chill, take a step outside the box. And like, like you said, Denzel, like, look at the bigger picture and realize that everyone that's sitting inside the box, women are trapped. And it have to be from the generation that's starting now, we've got to change it. So when we're gone, they are, they've created a whole new wave these topics of conversations won't ever have to bear again. Mm. But are we prepared to do it? Q and A. So this is the part of the podcast where we pull some questions from our listeners and any that we do not get to today, um, we'll get through to you through the social media or we'll talk about it in another time. First question is, oh man. Do men think about how a woman feels when they walk past a group of men on their own and men are catcalling or attempting to grab their arm? 
I do. That's why I'm never in. That's why I'm never. I, I'm around the people that don't do that because I I think about those things. Like we all know what. Well, I, I, again, I can't speak for everyone, but I know how that would make. I don't know my mum feel, my sister feel, mm. my daughters feel. So you, that's that's the thing. The mad thing about it is that how you can, as a man, how can you even treat a female a certain way, knowing you have a mum. You have an auntie, you have a sister, you may have a daughter eventually in life. How can you treat a woman like that? That's how, me personally, that's how I would see it. I don't think personally men actually take into consideration how women feel because we do not like rejection. Mm-hmm. We don't like rejection. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'll say that is because like I've been <laughs> in and around people and I even, I can even say in my social circles, like, I can, I can put my hand up and say, I would never see my social circle, like my close boys do that when they're sober. But I feel like when guys get drunk, your your alter ego actually starts to come out. So we start to shift pattern. And these things that we see people doing, it's like, why can't I do it then? And we do these stupid things and it's like, I've never dragged a woman by her arm, but I can say I'd probably touched inappropriately to try and grab someone's attention it's not it doesn't make it right but it's like you do it and it's like well where did that come from and it's like if alcohol can put me in that state above i'm not putting myself there and i feel like that is a massive thing within the caribbean culture and the community as well like it is a massive issue like next question oh this is the interesting one as a man if you was walking at night time and the woman, you was behind another woman. It was just you and her. Do you sometimes feel a bit unease and feel like you have to walk a go- or like on the other side of the road or avoid them or walk really fast or walk extremely slow to avoid them? I, yeah, I pick up on this. I pick up my face, I can get random across the road. I take my hood off. Like I don't, like I proper just try and get out of your way because I don't, I feel uneasy being that close to you because I know what goes on. Yeah, like, yeah, I proper yeah. know what go. I just keep my distance, and I feel like even if I would make make my face visible, like move across the road, just she's still gonna feel on edge. Yeah, definitely. Regardless, she's still gonna feel on edge. No matter what I do, she's still gonna feel on edge. But that's the right thing to do. I think. I think that I, I feel the same as well. I, I do literally all the same things Brian just said. Um, if I if I've got my hood up. Um, and a lot of times what, you, what will happen is sometimes, sometimes obviously I'll, I'll be maybe listen to my music. So I'm not really paying attention to my surroundings or who's in front of me or whatever. I'm just kind of zoned out. But what will happen is you might get that little shoulder look like a woman would do. Like if she feels like somebody's behind her, you might get a little shoulder look like that. As soon as I see that, I'm just, I just snap back in. Oh yeah. Like I'm too close or like mm. whatever. I'll take my hood off or I'll, as Ryan said, I'll literally speed up. I'll, even that, even that makes me feel a bit weird mm. because because it feels like in her mind she's probably thinking, "Why is he walking fast?" Mm. Like so, I'll either do one of two things, which is yeah, cross the road, speed up, and then cross back yeah. when I'm when I'm kind of in front of her, or like <laughs> if the pavement is wide enough, I'm trying to go as wide as possible and then speed yeah. up so she knows that you know yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to come up behind her and do do anything. So my answer to that is I don't, and I think you, I don't to be honest. And I think the reason why is because 
I'm not conscious of, I'm not conscious of how the woman feels in that scenario because I do it to whoever it is. Mm -hmm. I'm conscious of. So what do you, when you said you don't, what do you, what do you mean you don't? What, do you... what? Wait, Simon. I'm confused. Oh, you want to think you. You want to think you. I don't do evasive manoeuvres because I'm walking behind a woman. I, when I'm walking, when someone, I'm walking next to someone, I ever walk past them or I slow down and let them walk ahead. No matter oh, so who. You do. So you, yeah, so, that, so that you do, Simon. I hear what I'm saying to you. It's not evasive manoeuvres where you lot are saying, ah, oh, cross the road, speed up and then cross back. I don't do any of that. Well, that's just a method. It's just a method. It's not being conscious of them being a woman. It's just for me, the way I, I conceptualise it is that I'm very much about personal space as well. Mm. So I don't oh, want to be saying you're, you're, you're saying you do it. You're saying you do it in general. In, any, in general, anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not because they're a woman. Not because they're a woman. I right. see. Right. Okay, anybody. okay, okay. So because the same way you looked at it, Denzel, is that why is this person walking behind me so close for so long? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm about personal space, so I'll be conscious of that. Yeah. No matter who yeah. they are, so I'm either walking past you or I'm slowing down to let you walk ahead. Right. But it's not. Oh, oh my God, there's a woman and, and it's nighttime. I'm walking behind them. Let me do an evasive maneuver. That doesn't cross my mind at all. Okay. It's just okay. like, let me not be in their personal space, whoever it is. I don't want to be in your personal space. You know what? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I, at first, I thought you were saying, like, I just, I just, I just follow. I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I follow man in it. I follow man. <laughs> no, no, you, you know. You know, it was funny because when you said that, I looked at everyone else's face and I was like, wait, yeah. <laughs> My eyes opened up. I was like, be careful, Simon. Be careful. Like, and the thing is, you know what? For those who don't know Simon yet, his original MC name was Frowns because this man is, he always has frowns on his face, yeah? Unless he's laughing. And so he is the worst one to be following you at night time. <laughs> because of that. So that's why he avoids everybody because he knows his face. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, guys, this mm. has been one hell of a conversation, uh, very much needed, and I'm very, very thankful that we all had it together. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, everybody, for, set, for sending your questions, and thank you for everyone for listening as well. Um, it's been a long one, but actually, I do want to do a quick food for thought. Uh, I guess one thing from each person to really just sum up <laughs> what every, everything, the whole the whole black, but we just opened the box. Now the box is like, someone's like, who's going to put the toys back in? Because right now we don't know what to do. <laughs> so um, we're going to ask for a food for thought, which is basically just a, a kind of summary of what we've taken away from it, um, from each one of us. Um, so for me, um, with power comes great responsibility. And I think there is a level of, um, us understanding respect. I stick to the word that I used at the beginning, which was royalty. If you had someone like, you don't have to say someone that's royal in your family, your mum and your dad that you used to treat as a king or queen, especially if you was brought up with them. See how you can bring that same respect to everybody. And people say, oh, respect is earned. No, no, no. Like human beings just deserve respect as a whole. Think about yourself. You wouldn't want to be treated like some kind of object that is dragged around. Imagine there's a big woman that drags you around and harasses you or slaps you or potentially even rapes you or stuff like that. And that's real. Men do get raped in this day and age. And it's not about that part. But just imagine that being the case. Just don't condone any of it if you can. Okay. 
100. I'll say for me, the food for thought, I guess for myself and for the listeners is perspective. Perspective, you just kind of touched on it is, and I, I generally try and do this as much as I can in any circumstances, thinking about, well, what if it's you? Like, don't be so dismissive. Like, just don't be so dismissive. What if it was you? What if it was your mum? What if it was your sister? What if it was your daughter? Like, think about how you can make a change and that change is going to start from you. That's it. I'll say mine will be education and learning to be an outside thinker. And the reason why I say an outside thinker, I feel like we as men look too much at our own narrative as gospel. Like we just think everything we do is perfect and we live within our own rights. So I feel like we need to take a step outside the box of a lot of things and think about, think like others, think like women. That would be the, that would be my, my thing. Start to think about the opposite, think how the opposite sex will feel. Hmm. I think my would be gonna go full circle is what I said at the beginning for my part was my keyword was listen. I feel like um listen to women. Actually, um, you know, even as you come to the end of this podcast, go away maybe and talk to some females in your life, uh people that are close to you and ask about their experiences. Have they experienced such things? Um, I feel like only then when there's people closer to you closer to home um whether that's a lover mother uh sister whatever it is don't be uncomfortable you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable you know what i'm saying so at the end of the day listen and learn and then think about how you can apply it to yourself and others around you that's mine that's powerful man that's powerful um Again, massive thank you for everyone getting this far into the to the podcast. Thank you all, everybody, uh, for this conversation. It was a very, very key topic. And once again, as you always know, uh, talking to my thoughts is a platform, and it's not just about us talking to you. Um, and it's really not how we solve problems. We talk about it with each other and create these kind of uh, spaces for everybody as well. So. Feel free to ask us questions, to open up about some of your own experiences, um, talk about stuff that you may want to discuss. And maybe if you want to us to extend this further, we will be extending it further. There will be more from this topic because this is just really the beginning for us. But if you want to talk about certain things or get involved, then feel free to uh, just email us or message us or whichever one. So if you enjoyed the podcast and want to do something to help us out, please consider liking, sharing, and remember to follow us at Talking To My Thoughts to stay up to date with all our new content. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to all of our guests. Thank you, Simon, as always. And everyone, just be safe, um, be vigilant, and be respectful. Peace.